With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfuckers. <laughs> okay. All right. It's your girl, D. Scott, and it is going to be a very uh, fun-filled Tell the Truth Tuesday. I got my boy Wood on the show tonight, and my boy Saladin uh, will be calling in as well. It's been a very trying last seven days, but also Mercury's in retrograde. So y'all already know what I told y'all happens when Mercury's in retrograde. Anything that's owed to you, any karmic reactions that are coming, all those things start popping out, you know, during Mercury retrograde. But I want to be clear on record by saying one thing. Just because somebody is out of, I no, no longer, you know, fuck with this homegirl over here or deal with this person over here, at no shape, way, or in any form do I ever wish harm on anybody. I don't do dark conjure. I don't do darkness and, and wishing bad on folks and things like that because that type of energy is always going to come back to you a hundredfold. Not tenfold, a hundred. And I had the Apache Wolf Conjure on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about people and karma and people thinking that karma is always a bad thing, and it's not. You know, sometimes people, what you have already sold into the universe, your good things that you do, the good deeds that you do that you don't videotape and show everybody, you know, when you're giving a homeless person your jacket or when you're giving somebody the sneakers off your feet, um, those things don't go unrewarded as well. So karma isn't about a system of checks and balances. If you are out here in the world and you truly believe that what you're doing, even though the rest of the world may tell you it's wrong and you believe that what you're doing is right, you're not going to suffer no consequence for that. Because in your mind, it's what you sold. But if you know on some conscious level, and most of us, I like to think the people that I come in contact with are conscious, that what you're doing is wrong, whether it's to a friend, a family, a loved one, or whatever, then you know that on some level the universe is feeling that vibration and you have to get that back. But let me be clear again. I'm an OG since before IG. 
So there's just certain shit that is just not in my DNA. It's not in me to do it. I don't give a fuck what a person did to me. You read my books. You know what I'm talking about. So at this point, I would like to get on with the show and talk to my boy, Wood, because I'm thinking this is him calling me. Hello, caller. Are you there? What's going caller on? Caller from the 281. Are you there? What's going on, love? How is it? Hello, my darling. How are you? It is brick up here. What you mean? How is it? <laughs> I see y'all got some light dusting of snow down there in Houston, Texas. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself again? You know, people are still listening to your show. So no matter what, I had to get you back on the show. Even if we just talk about bang bang boogie and some Chinese food, I had to get you back on the show because people still listen to your show. So tell everybody where they can get your handles at, where they can find you, so they can see who they talking to. Well, what's what's good, love? Everything from I'm Wood. Allow me to reintroduce myself. Uh, all the handles are the same. It's Viva V I V A Wood Life. You can just hashtag Wood Life for Zaddy Talk or Wood Law. You'll find me right there. Most people will see me. You know, I'm several several million views up on social media with my Wood mm-hmm. Laws and the like. So you know, it's not much to it. I just like to live it to the limit, love it alive touch this different grounds, get passport stamps, and live in excess. You ain't say live in excess. Yeah, that's that's what, that's what we are right now. Everything is about So let's let's excess. talk about this because a lot of people don't know that. I was I was down there in Houston, Texas because that's where he lives. So during the hurricane, I was very concerned. You know, I called down there. You offered like, hey, if you got to come to town and stay, let me know, whatever, whatever. So I don't even think that my son's going back down there to see his dad next year because Harvey tore him up in his little mind. He like, look, I could deal with some snow. I can't deal with this, uh, <laughs> with this hurricane and these waters. <laughs> now you had some content. Did you ever end up posting all that content that we did when I was down there? I didn't. And my photographer or my videographer so has a bunch of that left on a drive. And um, in the midst of everything that was going on with the storm, I don't even know what he, he can't even locate the drive anymore because he, he took up a little bit of water at his place. Um, oh, no. Well, let me give you all an example of how wood goes. So I get down to Houston. And I was trying to tell you all this before. So I check, you know, get into the condo, whatever. My my little spot, whatever, he comes through with his whole, like, a whole crew. Like, there was a dude driving behind us, filming us, driving down the highway in Houston, <laughs> pulling up at the Galleria to go eat at, um, where was we eating at? Um, Kona uh, Grill, Kona. you know, and everything else that, uh we were doing so it was just kind of crazy that when it all came together we shot a lot a lot of content and if you guys aren't following me you can follow me on at miss.d.scott i put up a couple of pictures because i want to spoil the fun but mostly what we talked about which we had a really good i think dialogue about i wish you would have posted because i know you were holding it so after you came back from dubai and all that and that's another thing Wood isn't just about talking. So Wood, when he said he was getting passport stamps, like you really looked on his page one day, he really was in Dubai. And then before that, he was in Maldives. And when I say before that, I mean like two days before that. Okay, so everybody's just out here trying to live their best life. So I try to surround myself with positivity. And there was some recent um, banter going on on the Internet saying that, oh, Denise, you just don't like men and you're just this. And I'm like, no, I actually love men. I just don't like the shit that some of them do. Um, I actually have never had a problem with any man that I was dealing with. You know, I have basic, you know, relationship issues just like everybody else does. But for the most part, I've never dealt with anybody that was just 
you know, trash. Just, like, throw the whole man away. Like, you know, I deal with people I might not speak to ever again in life and might act like I've never seen them before or put my mouth on them in the street, like, if I've seen them in the street. But, you know, that <laughs> that doesn't mean, you know what I'm saying, that they was just a trash person. You know, I, I don't really attract that kind of person. So what a lot of the ladies wanted to know as well with you is your relationship status and what's going on with you because we saw the silhouette that was kicking down there in Maldives, honey. Give us a picture that broke the internet. I said, look at her with the little thigh gap. Get it, boo. Get it. And we seen the shoes. Remember, because you know me, I'm I'm petty with it. I'd be like, yes, shoes. Because mm-hmm. I know how you go. <laughs> so it's, it's like this, the quote Jay-Z, right? Everybody's whispering, who's, who's his baby mom? So we got pregnant. Let me tell you. And I, you ain't got no babies. <laughs> <laughs> no, so check this out. I'll be um, in my moment. Mm-hmm. So I, luckily, you know, not luckily, fortunately, you know, I was able to travel the world. Had a beautiful woman on my side. You know, at, you know, man of my stature is the only one way to roll. I don't hang with, I don't hang with a bunch right. of dudes. Unless, you know, if we're not gambling and getting money, I can't have too much extra testosterone around me. I have more than enough. Um, so yep, I like, you got like to get that out, honey. Yeah, gorgeous, soft and warm, extremely intelligent, powerful. Those kind of ladies I like to have in my circle. And, um, you know, fortunately enough. Wait, I want you to repeat that part again, the powerful part, because I think a lot of men forget the powerful part. Like, you can be pretty and you might even be smart, but I actually posted a meme not that long ago that was like, you know, queen's a queen. Okay, we we can all say that, but you can't raise no gangster and no boss. She got to already have that in her. If she don't have it in her, it's not something that you could just give her. Like, hey, do this. Like, no, like a like I said, I said everybody needs a me on their team because I'm the type of person, oh, my iron broke, we still got to get this, this paycheck out. You know what I'm saying? We still got to get this going. We still got to make sure this happens. So I tooted my own horn a couple weeks ago, but you know me, so you know me. So that's all. What else is going on with you as far as business is concerned? I mean, it's, it's, been, a hell of, it's been a hell of a hell of a hell of a year. So. Um, yeah. Everything since I got back, I wanted to. So let me catch you up because we didn't really talk. So you knew I went, I went hopped all over the globe or whatever. Bought a motorcycle. I don't even know how to ride yet. It's just in the garage. Of you course, know, so I thought I, I was black. I seen it. Yeah, yeah. So what I do is I count my year from birthday, not New Year to New Year, right? Because I, I count mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. So I, I bought the I, end of the year, just get doing for me. Right, because I do for everyone else. Then I went on this trip, you know, really mm-hmm. getting soul searching and all that came back. Boom, touchdown, landed, and the hurricane hit the same night or the next night. Mm-hmm. So then we're all that jazz, and then I've been I've been at planes ever since, right? So what it's been is getting prepared. I know you knew, most most people did know. I ghost wrote a book for somebody else about a year ago, a little bit over a year ago. And, right, uh, we the talked guy about that. Back back to me. Right after I get back in town after the hurricane, saying, hey, I want to take this to another level, you know, can you come from behind the scenes instead of ghostwriting, you know, can you co-write this? Can we do co-writer credit? 50, 50, oh, 50. that's wonderful. I love that's, when they do that. <laughs> yeah, so originally, my answer is absolutely Yes. Not. I mean, my, my, you know, my, my supporters, my angels, my fans have been growing. They've been waiting for me, um, and I didn't want to delay them again because, um, first of all, you know, 95% of my fans are women. So as a man, what you go Okay, let I me get to, to that, too. Let me explain that to the women that don't know. So 
Wood has his own brand. So Zaddy, Zaddy Talk. That's why, you know, when I see people with that Zaddy, I'd be so irritated. Like, you really tried it because they do the same thing with me with zero fucks. Like, don't do not do right. that. And I actually posted a picture the other day in German where somebody had got that cease and desist letter. Like, you can't use her name, bruh. <laughs> like, you got to get rid of that. So what a lot of people don't know is that most of his female followers are female, not because, oh, my God, they just love him so much, but more or less because Wood gives a male perspective just because he's been every kind of male. He's been that street nigga. He's been, you know, the, the corporate guy. He's been the engaged guy. He's been damn near married. He's, you know, got both parents, you know. So he literally is the prototype to a lot of women. So he calls his followers his angels. Angel. And child, right, they dude. couldn't stand me. Look, it wasn't meant to be that video that we took in the uh, downstairs when we was downstairs after dinner, when everybody was was uh, I don't even lit. What do they say? What do they say? Lit. We was lit. Yeah. That probably was some of the best content I ever shot because it was just it was live, it was interactive. So I would love to see more stuff like that from you, from that perspective. Even if you just set it up with your own camera. So now go ahead about your angels, making sure you got the book out. Did we did we do publishing yet? What are we doing? Yeah, so this is the deal. So I I decided I wouldn't push anything back. Like I really need to feed to feed my people because any any man For sure. when it first learns that you got to keep your word to the women, it's a period, but particularly to the women in your life, you have to be dependable and they have to be able to set their clock by your actions. So even though yep. they say it would be almost like a business commitment, it's a commitment. Yeah, they're expecting something from me. I need to fulfill that, right? So essentially, my God made me an offer I just couldn't refuse. Um, so what's happened is I'm in the middle of rewriting this entire book. So the book that I had already done, wrapped, ready to Scrap go. Scrap that, yeah. For, yeah, so I it's still in the can and it's hot, but what I'm going to do is leverage this because this guy's a good cat. We do other businesses together, multi, multi millionaire. He's ready to push the button on this. And I mean, I'm in a. I'm Look, in a is that right? Yeah, I'm gonna flip with him. Look, is that right? You know, and you on the jack with Susan Taylor from Essence, right? So it's a thing. So that's popping. So in order to do that, what I realized is, um, I, I had slowed. And, and this to anybody listening, let me just give you some game. I, I like to expose myself, good, bad, or indifferent. I know me, right? I know what I'm capable of. I know what I do. I know when I'm performing at a high level. But because I always perform at a high level, when I'm performing at a mediocre level, to most people, they think that's fantastic. That's amazing. But I, right. Mm-hmm. I could look at my writing. I could look at what was happening, and I could tell that it wasn't as rich. It wasn't as opulent. It wasn't as decadent. It wasn't dripping with experience like it was. And for, for the fans of my writing, they know the real reason they fuck with my writing because when they read it, they know I've lived it. Every single bit of it, I've been in those meetings, I've been in those rooms, I've done those things, I've touched those places. So I decided for the last part of this year and going into next year to go into complete decadent, a complete excellence and opulence. So I'm living life past the limit. Um, so I'm, I'm touching everything like in ways you just wouldn't believe. To just to, and it's showing. So you want your ditty stuff this year. You want your I feel excellent. Rich, not, black. No did you see that one? Then he did. He I said, did. "I feel opulent." Yeah. When he was getting in the car with the Rolex band around the hat, I said, "Yo, this dude just became like my uh, my motivational speaker." He said, "I feel yeah. cute." You ain't see that one? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, he was like, "I feel." When he said, "I feel rich," dude, I fell out. <laughs> I 
I said, this man is a fool. He out here living his best life, child. What's so awesome about that is you got to have these affirmations of what happened. We've been performing at a high level for a very long period of time. You don't even realize that you slowed or that you slacked. And I could look and tell that I've slowed. Right, because you're continuously still working. And that's what, that's the litmus test that a lot of people don't understand is that when you're working and then you're running businesses and running families and doing all these things, you're constantly in motion. So just because you don't see, and I'm going to let you question me in a minute, just because you don't see me doing it don't mean it's not getting done. (laughs) That's a fact. But I'm always have to test it to my level. So I even did another reevaluation of my social circle. There were several people that had to you know, mm-hmm. get further outside the circle because I only move with power. Like everybody on my, everybody that, that I touch in some kind of way is making something happen. So, um, long like story that. short, what I did is something that it took a long time for me to do. So over the last few months, I had been interviewing potential managers because I needed a situation where I could trust someone to do execute against what I needed to execute against so I could get it completely into the creative side and at least. Yeah, you got to delegate. So anyway, so went through the go, went through a, you know a bunch of here and there. Absolutely had the right person up under my nose all the time. Just inked all the paperwork Good. to make that happen. So that's fantastic. So right now we are getting you'll love this. We're getting ready for um the merch launch. Everything um will launch pre-orders in uh, late January. Everything is time for November. Okay. I'm uh, picked up two chicks for a really really amazing a little media piece I'm doing a TV show with. So I'm still my, you know, multimedia publishing house all on my own. And then there's the other side of me, which is the creative, which is, um, you know, the artist, the writer. Well, you know, I'm always down for some TV time just in case. But, I, you know, I don't like reality TV. But with us, it's a little different because our vibe was completely different. That's why I wish he wouldn't have lost that damn um, drive because I would have loved to look back and see where we was at at that point because that was back in July, I believe. It was just it was a really yeah, good time. Well, so, not, And, and we did well with your angels. Even though they act like they don't like me, I think they, they just don't know me. They don't follow me. So I got a couple of your angels following me now. And they do. They comment and they like, oh, okay, that's what she meant, or that's you know, because you know I come across harsh. You know I come well, no, across I like a real pad. Yeah, I don't think that is right. I think it, it, everything is not for everybody. Like you know, when I look at my numbers, Mm-mm. I gain and lose followers every day because. I, I know, I and you're like, what did I do to you? Like, <laughs> like what I'm happened? So let me give you the game. That's why I tried. I was, I was, I was consulting with a cat who had like 200-something thousand followers the other day, and he was like he wasn't getting what he needed done, et cetera, and I had to explain to him, see, your, your challenge is you want to rush to build followers. But followers don't mean shit. It, it's the people that you that Oh, no, nah. if you got 200,000 followers and you ain't got $200,000, we have a problem. Right, so what I explained <laughs> You know what I mean? Because it, right? it doesn't translate to money, so you can never get too excited about a million followers if they're not giving you each a dollar. No. Right, so. What I do is so I tell them I could care less about the gross. All I care about is the net. So I expect to gain and lose because my content is diverse. Someone's going to come to me because right. they were inspired by law, and then they're going to get turned on because they read about me, you know, opening the door. Right. Okay. Let me explain that to, to the people. Wood has two different facets. He has a, a level of erotica that he writes, um, like Wood After Dark, I think you call it. And then he also Wood. has the. Yeah, then he has, um, it's very erotic. So 
it's it's past Zane. And if you guys aren't familiar with who uh, Zane is, she's a popular uh, sexual writer in the black community, but um, very popular. I mean, she's probably going on 20, 25 years now writing books. Like, she wrote the book Dickmatized, all that. So Wood is the male version of that that's doing that. But he also has what he calls Wood Laws. So he'll be like, Wood Law number 600, you know, he was the one that said, you know, if if if, if he won't commit, then you not the shit or something like that or vice versa. So that's that's all and what is actually aside from saladin one of the only people that have ever got on my show and interviewed me because y'all know i don't let people talk i'd be like what (laughs) (laughs) ask me shit no i'm just kidding so that's good so we are going in for the glow up for 2018 that is good to hear because it does it seems like people think that when you're posting on social media because like i tell people 99% of what you see on social media is only 1% of my life. If I posted the other 99% of what I really be doing all day, y'all would be like, what the, do this, you know what I'm saying? Like, wait a minute. You see what I mean? But not, it's not any of your business. You know, so I take my L's privately. I take my wins privately. You know, I step out every now and again, like Beyonce with the custom YSL black uh, sparkle boots. I let everybody shit. I let everybody do what they do. Yeah, y'all cute with the look. Because, you know, a lot of people didn't know them was $10,000 boots. But let me be clear, my homegirl up in D.C. had them boots probably about four months ago, before Lala had them, before anybody had them, right? Now you see Beyonce come out with the black, you know, custom black uh, diamond joints. They don't sell them. So, see, that's the difference. I'll let y'all rock. I'll let y'all do what y'all do, post y'all Instagram pics, you know. Yeah, I'm selling this. We doing that. We doing this. And then I just come out like when people, and it's funny because Saladin and I have a rule that when people try to get smart with us because we bubble quietly. Because Saladin has written, I think, about 15 books at this point, give or take. He's my author friend. And uh, he uh, he's written about 15 books, I think. So, basically... Um, you know, we let people say little things or do little things, and we be like, word, because they be like, well, how do you know this, this, and this? Well, because I wrote a book on it and did extensive research on it. Is it where can I find a book? It's on Amazon and Kindle. Well, let me see the link. Here go the link. Well, I see you got merchandise. Where is it? It's right here. Do you have a website? I have three. Which one you want? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Right, right, right. I, I, me and Saladin and I have a very, and that's funny to us because we be like, "Word, that's what you said." Like it was funny. People are like, "Why do you always?" Because you know, I came out with the uh, hashtag pimp game is religious, and I'm not saying ladies is pimps. I'm not saying I'm a pimp. I'm not saying you a pimp. Whatever, whatever. What I am saying is that the game don't change. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. And that for those who cheat, for those who lose by playing it, but that's a whole other story. Right, but and guess what? Sometimes as a player, you just don't play, right? So when I say the pimp game is religious, what a lot of men are not understanding is that women really invented the pimp game. Like, y'all perfected it and got women out here home, but pimping is really just about power. It's about mind control. That's really all it's about. Okay, so I talk about different examples. I talk about the Iceberg Slim books. Remember, I post the pictures. I'd be like, if y'all don't know who this is, y'all should get off my page. Right. Like, if you don't know who, you know, if you don't know who this is, if you don't know who Donald Goins is, you shouldn't get off my page because there's certain things I'm going to say to you that you're not going to understand what I'm saying. So it doesn't change, you know. Just like, you know, if you go back and you watch the old Godfather movies, none of that principle changes. I still use what we call the Barzini deal, Saladin and I. If I know that there's a mole in my camp, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to tell three people three different things. And whichever one comes back to me, I know exactly who told me which, what, what, which, when, how, and what, what happened. 
And then you can narrow it down. You see what I'm saying? So remember when he was like, whoever comes back and tells you about the Barzini deal, that was your rat? That's what Mm -hmm. I do. You know, because being in this industry, that's what you have to do. You know, because people act like they like you, but they really don't. You know, they pray for your downfall. They're trying to come back and tell you stuff about the people that you're dealing with or the person that you're messing with. And people automatically assume because you distance yourself from people that there was some sort of argument or uh, falling out. No, not necessarily. Maybe they just vibrating in a different place that I'm not trying to be right now. You know, so keep going. So anything that you want to ask me going into this conversation, because Saladin's going to come on in about 10 minutes because I'll let y'all go yep. ahead and get y'all little questions in. Because I know y'all so angels was like, ugh. <laughs> so let me just bust that. So how, do you, how do you feel about a poly relationship? Either you and multiple men or you with multiple men and you the queen bee or with someone else and you got sister situation going on. How do you feel about that? Oh, my God, of course you would ask me that. Well, first of all, I'm not a voluntary polyamorous person at all. In my past, I have done shows that I spoke about being in a situation where I didn't know that the person had a significant other and then, you know, whatever, whatever. But that was not a situation that was for me because I just feel like if I'm number one, if if I can't be number one, I don't want to do it. And so really, you know how I feel about side chick, main chick, and mistress. I don't believe that any of them exist with the exception of mistress because until you get married, you all just a bunch of side chicks. Everybody's just dating. Until that man puts that ring, he can put a ring on your finger. You until you get down that aisle or to the courthouse or wherever it is, you're 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 in the same boat as everybody else. You're no different. But now because I have been married, there is a difference between if I go out and deal with somebody's husband that that's against my rules. But at the end of the day, a polyamorous relationship, and I actually just that's funny that you said it because I actually just watched an interview where a young lady basically was saying that the poly life actually benefits women because of the fact that men are not men are very simple y'all are very simple creatures okay y'all complicate things but y'all are very simple creatures so the poly lifestyle actually does benefit the female from what she was saying not me i'm too jealous i'm crazy i hit people sometimes i can't do it i don't like to share it's disgusting however i do see the the benefit of if you have a powerful man okay and he has one woman, because you know that love exists, it does, but at the same time, I want my money. I want my money, I want my empire, because then I'm going to be more attracted to you because we've built something together that was bigger than just a baby or bigger than just, you know what I mean, we got married, it was so cute. No, I don't I don't want to be cute, I want to be powerful, like you said. So you have, I have a saying, and I said some women are whores, some women are necessary, Okay. Some women come into the picture just because it's a physical or low-vibrating situation. Other women, if it's a third party, maybe that man was seeking help. Maybe he was seeking financial advice, financial help, or to be able to do something that the other female could not do. Now, if we look at the Duggarts, which is the dude that was married, not the Duggarts. I'm not even talking about them because they was poor. I'm talking about the, uh, the Utah. They were out in Salt Lake City, Utah, and then they moved to Vegas. Dude had five wives. Okay, each wife had a function, but it worked for her because she like, I don't got to do him every single day. He over his other wife house. Okay, I got help with the kids. We got help financially. But here's where they mess up. Each wife was afforded her own house, four or five bedrooms. Each one of them got a luxury car. Dude had money for real. Like they owned an entire neighborhood. Black men ain't doing it like that. I'm sorry. 
So, unfortunately, <laughs> maybe in Africa they're doing it because they allow, you know, in Africa, you know, maybe in certain Muslim countries, black men can't even afford to take care of their two kids right here. So to be in a polyamorous relationship and know about it, I kind of feel like that was something that I had participated in unknowingly at first, but then later on for me it turned into like this is a responsibility, he needs help, he needs this, he needs that. But then after a while you just get to a point where you're like, this is bullshit. I don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want this. I want to go home and lay on my dude's chest, like, get out of here. Like, you know what I mean? And then you realize that you're not being difficult. But I did see where it was actually a black woman that came forward and said that the polyamorous, I'll have to tag you in her interview, relationship actually benefits women. Now, what she said, like, because you know I'm a journalist, so I have to take my opinion out of it. What she said made sense. I just can't do it. Yeah. you know, so I can't I, do it. Ask, the reason I ask you that is, um, you know, one of my things is getting people to challenge their precepts and to understand their why. And Absolutely. most people want all these things, and they don't know why they want them, or ultimately what the benefit is, or or to the other side, what the you know the liabilities are of doing so. Oh, ask, and that's what I'm saying is that as a man, your liability is too great. A lot of men can't afford to have two girlfriends. You know, and you know I was in a situation where I was like, if you feel like you can afford a lessee, because I guarantee you in 90 days that's not going to work, because it's too expensive as far as emotional. Now you're responsible for two people's emotions. You're responsible for making sure two people are financially secure. But for me, if I were in a polyamorous relationship, my role had been very much defined. So you're looking at somebody that was powerful, that was already dealing with somebody that was powerful, and we had to... You know what I'm saying? Because first of all, one thing about me, I can't be a secret. You've seen me. There's no way. Where are you going to hide me at? Where? I come up on any security camera. Like, she got blonde hair. That's her right there. You see what I'm saying? And I'm loud. You know what I'm saying? So, And you're not going to keep me a secret. You're not going to disrespect me like that. I'm too, I'm too enormous to be dormant. So the poly lifestyle wouldn't work for me because if I'm already in power, what is it that the man is bringing to the table for me Okay, like, and as far as two men is concerned, I can't do that because that's disgusting. I'm nasty. I just, I want one penis. That's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm good. Because I, I can't. Like, and the thing with me is that I'm all consuming. So, therefore, like, if I'm sleeping with one person, like, I will only sleep with that one person. Like, even if we're right. mad at each other, if we ain't dealing with each other, it's just that part of my femininity is very intact. And it's not anything to do with, like, Jesus or God. It's just, if I'm getting it, like, I've never had had bad sex in my whole life never like and honestly like after I got divorced and now you know when I was in my 30s and 40s especially in my 40s like everything's great and that's because the person that I'm choosing to lay down with I gave myself I allowed that person I allowed myself to be vulnerable and I think that a lot of black women don't allow themselves to be vulnerable we delegate negroes to do certain things like this one gonna pay my bills this one going to eat the groceries, that one's going to do this. You see what I mean? Instead of just making everything about one dude. No, tell him do it. Make him do this, make him do that. And really you get you a real one, you ain't got to make him do anything. He's going to do whatever he want to do to keep you happy. And I think that that connection is a little bit stronger than someone seeking to filter out, you understand what I'm saying, a bunch of things. Mm. Now, on the flip side, let me show you where a polyamorous relationship would work for a woman if she had two dudes. So say I got a dude and my dude got a felony. He can't get nothing, okay? 
And I love this dude. I just love him. He just got a felony. He got all these financial problems. He's good. He's good in bed. He's dicking me down. Everything is great. He's a great father, whatever. But, and we're not married. And I meet a guy that successfully, without me having to touch him, will give me a business, handle my business, help me. I'm learning from him. I'm teaching, you know, he's teaching me things. I'm turned on by this, right? In that particular instance, you now have a situation where it's like the ends justify the means. Baby, look, you can't do nothing but work at Popeye's. I'm going to go over here with Alexander, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They always got a name like Alexander, right? And we're going to handle this business, and I'm going to come bring this money home. So everybody has to have a function in the relationship. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, yes, there are women in the world that have multiple husbands that are black. Yes, they do. Okay, black women feeling like, oh, it's mostly the men doing it. No, there's black women out here delegating too because, remember, it goes back to who has the power. Do you have enough punani to take care of two men at one time? Do you have enough food to feed two men at one time? Do you have enough space in your house? Because, remember, you're not a real pimp unless you can bring that dude home and say, look, this here is Alexander. He's going to help us get into this, you know, into this six-figure income and get into this seven-figure house. Guess what? Dude over here, that doesn't take away from your manhood because you're definitely serving your purpose. So I think that as we get older, everybody has a purpose. So it's just like with a female. If your female can't do X, Y, and Z because she has a physical limitation or a financial limitation, that doesn't mean that a man don't love you. Just because he cheat, that don't mean he don't love you. That's not what that means. That means he was a man and he was weak. Now, if he continues to mess with the same girl, you might want to sit down and have a conversation because, baby girl, you involuntarily in a polyamorous relationship. You know what I'm saying? And for whatever reason, because nine out of ten times the dude ain't messing with the same girl. He might got the stripper chick that he loves or whatever, whatever, and he's with at home, but the stripper chick ain't got no credit. She ain't got no car. She got all these kids. He love her, though. He ain't leaving. That's the key. But then he meets the business chick, right? She got this, she got that. And that also, women also assume that polyamorous means gay. It doesn't. If you're in a relationship with a man and he's sleeping with other women, you are in an involuntary polyamorous relationship, whether you like it or not. And I think we've all been in a situation like that where we either accepted or see me. I just was like, okay, well, (laughs) you love her, you love me, okay, that's cool, you know, if that was my situation. But I've also been in a situation where the man told me, look, I love Denise, you know, I'm not leaving, and told the other girl, look, I I, I like you too, but I'm not leaving her. So you get to a place where it's just kind of like, you know, that's what it is. So now we're going to go take this call. Hold on. Caller, are you there? Peace, yeah, I'm here. Hey, is this who I what think up? it is? Yeah, what up? No, what's going on? Oh, that's what I get. I get a what up today. What Yo, what y'all talking about? I was listening to y'all. You talking about polyamorous Man, listen, I don't know what just happened. I think Wood dropped off. He's going to end up calling back. But he just asked me, because he was just telling me about what was going on in his life, whatever, whatever. And he was asking me about uh, what I felt or thought about polyamorous uh, relationships. And so Uh I was basically telling him that 
I'm I'm not open to it because you know I'm crazy. But the point of the matter is, I think that at one point in time or another, we as women or, or you as men have been in polyamorous situations involuntarily and didn't know. And mm-hmm. I actually just watched a um a documentary. I was telling them I just watched a documentary where it was a black woman that said the polyamorous relationship and lifestyle actually benefits us. And when she broke down, well, you know, I had to step outside the box because I'm crazy. So I was like, what? <laughs> so when she broke it down, basically talking about how everyone is delegated a certain thing, then it made sense. I couldn't hate on it. I just can't do it. And then I thought mm-hmm. about my previous situations or the situations that I've been in throughout the years and was like, I damn for sure might have been in a polyamorous situation and mm-hmm. just didn't agree to it because people assume polyamorous means lesbian. We have threesomes. We have no. It just means that this person cares about this person over here. This person also cares about this person over here. And as a result, what dynamic needs to happen to make everybody happy and to make this relationship work? That's what polyamory is. And there's actually a lot of black women in the U.S. and outside that actually have two husbands. Mm, Not oh, that yeah. one serves one purpose. Yeah. And and that's yeah. what I'm saying. So it goes back to power. Do you have, like yeah. I just said, do you have enough punani to give to men? I said, I'm not a share person. I don't share. So, because I would rather just get everything from one man, you know, mm-hmm. but... For me, that I can understand that if I'm this, you know, rich Nigerian princess and I have the option of having two husbands, one that's blowing my back out and the other one that's blowing the bank out, I can imagine, you know what I'm saying, where the appeal would be in having two. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So what do you yeah. think about it? I think that what you said about, people involuntarily already being a part of that is mm-hmm. definitely accurate. I think people need to start researching and learning more about that because right now we're seeing a paradigm shift where there are more polyamorous relationships with women having more than one man and men lining up to accept that shit too. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, you yo, already know like they you, don't care. Yeah. Huh. Yo, I've been like man, huh. yesterday started watching that new series that Spike Lee joint that um she's gotta have she's it. She's gotta dude. have it. I haven't yeah, seen been, it, no. Oh yo, you gotta watch that. It's it's definitely insightful in terms I would of like it. right now. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. But um, you know, there's a paradigm shift. Um just yesterday <clears throat> in my program with my nine to twelve year olds. I sat there and watched two 12-year-old girls hollering at these young boys, and it was a total role reversal. Like, usually it's mm-hmm. the dudes shooting a shot at some of these young girls, but it was the exact opposite. These young girls are just going hard at these young boys, and the boys is ignoring them, just like a girl usually would ignore oh. the advantage of the dude. You know what I'm saying? And just oh, like, yeah. and that's what a lot of them do nowadays. It's not no just, you know, striving to give a boy a sign and having him come to you. A lot of these young girls are giving up their power of choice where they're putting themselves right. in a position to be rejected, you know what I'm saying, as as opposed to doing the rejecting because a lot of them don't know. But let's look, at, let's look at the numbers on that because if I'm a female and I shoot my shot, right, you know mm-hmm. why I would shoot my shot? Because I have 20 mm-hmm. other motherfuckers that I could talk to if you say no. So your no is not going to bother me. 
You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And we came mm-hmm. up in a different time where you were supposed to be like a butterfly, like hard to catch, like, you know what I'm saying, fluttering mm-hmm. and, and doing your womanly thing. But now we're seeing there is a pussification of men, young men. Oh, don't do this and don't do that. And now, especially with all this Harvey Weinstein shit going on, like, can we really expect our young men to be walking up to women and telling them they look nice without ending up in the in the principal's office for some type of sexual harassment? You know, mm-hmm. now we have these young ladies that are being raised by single mothers. You strong, you this, you that. You don't need a man. She thinks she is a man. And there's, listen, as a female, there's no power in being a man. I have no interest in being a man. And I remember one time I used to joke around and be like, I'm the man in the relationship. And my girlfriend would tell me, why would you want to be a man? They can't give birth. Like, you're, we're, we're more powerful than men. Why would you want an appendage? hanging from in between your legs. And I was like, that is true. We are more powerful. However, Mm -hmm. if you use the power right. So Mm -hmm. what they're doing is, like I said, you know my famous first word, you came to me. I didn't didn't choose you. You know what I mean? Like that's you're giving up that whole dichotomy of the relationship between men and women. And so there are a lot of women that chose two husbands, two different reasons. Okay, mm-hmm. I can't sleep with two people at one time. I can't even sleep with two people in the same six month period because I'm just like I can't do it because just the the, the residue and just you know I I can't do that because I got to get you completely out my spirit, my heart, my soul, my loins, everything before I enter into something else. But that's just something personal that I do. It don't got nothing to do with God or you know what I mean. It's just a personal. Mm-hmm cleansing that has to happen because then it's unfair to the next person that I lay down with if we got the the ghost of Dick's past you know what I mean <laughs> coming up in the bedroom and I'm in there doing some old crazy shit they're like wait a minute what I'm like oh you don't you don't like that you know and then for a moment you forgot where you was so you have to be completely in tune with the person you're sleeping with so with she's got to have it I think that's the only thing that I would have issue with because I didn't really have a sexual exploration phase, like where I just was like, I'm going to just use a dude, sleep with him, discard him, and go on about my way. I didn't do that. They was all my boyfriends. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I was with him for like five years, ten years, you know what I mean? Or I was married. So mm-hmm. I was like, um, basically, yeah, would just text me like, what happened? I'm like, your call dropped. Mm. So hold on call back but so do you think that you would be able to do something like that what me to be a woman's husband too like share with yeah no exactly now now here's the thing (laughs) i say that speaking about how i personally feel right but when Mm -hmm. you really look at polygyny polygamy and why it it makes sense it was basically because we had scenarios where men were going to war. There was a disproportionate amount of widowed women with children, and men were given the opportunity to take on another wife primarily to maintain the social fabric and the status of the society. Well, hold up. It gets deeper than that. You don't remember back in the day when kings, if they went off to war and they died, the wife ended, the queen ended up marrying the brother? To keep yeah, that bloodline? Exactly. exactly. Yeah, people forget so, about that. So was, yeah, but once you start looking at it from a European perspective with the Greeks and the Romans and the 
where you get lesbianism and all this other stuff from, people start looking at it like polygamy is just a threesome or group sex or something. And And that's what I was just saying to Wood is people think that, right, it's not a sexual thing. It's actually what makes this household, what makes this empire Function. So, okay, let's let's look at a, a different thing of polygamy that people might not want to talk about. I'm going to bring Wood back on the call. I'm going to ding y'all real quick with something of uh, about polygamy that people are not uh, paying attention to. What's up, Wood? You back? Yeah, yeah, I'm right here. I'm on. I see the polygamy. Okay, so you're going to have to run the show back because Saladin is on the show. Saladin, this is Wood. I'm glad y'all finally yeah, meeting on my show, my two What's favorite men. So I'm about to bust everybody in the head about why if a woman tells you she don't believe in polygamy or polyamory, I'm going to bust y'all in the head real quick about how we know that's a lie. So everybody watches Empire, right? Right? Mm -hmm. So Lucius, Maine, okay, that was the father figure, the husband, right? When Cookie Mm -hmm. got out of jail, was that man not dating a bunch of women, okay? Mm -hmm. She came back to take her throne. He was in a whole relationship. But does Cookie not make that business run? Yes. So Boo Boo Kitty had her division, Cookie had her division, and Lucius was, was Lucius, you know, Lucius Lyon, right? Did he slip in bed with Cookie? Yes, he did. Did he slip in bed with Boo Boo Kitty? Yes, he did. Okay? Mm-hmm. That is literally, if we were looking at a, a European model of kingdom and queendom, that's what happened. This woman mm-hmm. over here runs this and cares for the children. And Cookie, actually, if you even go into Chinese culture, represents first wife. Like if we were talking the Joy Luck Club, Cookie would represent Mm -hmm. first wife, and uh, Boo Boo Kitty would represent second wife, meaning that the first wife was the eldest. She's the one that bore the sons, not just the children. That's why people get mad at me when I'm like, oh, no, no, I have the boy, because I'm an ex-wife. So I make it very clear, oh, no, no, I have the sole heir the oldest, <laughs> the one that has to carry the name. So that's why when, when we look at Empire, these women, y'all love Cook- Cookie so much, honey. Cookie was in a polyamorous relationship. And so it was Boo Kitty. And then what happened with the sons? What did the sons do, right? So you have Jamal. What's the crazy one's name? What's the one crazy one name? The one that's Andre. bipolar being in the shower holding himself? Uh, Andre. Andre was married. Do you not recall that his wife was out there pimping for him? Remember, he would send her out on dates to go handle business, close deals, whatever, whatever. That is also a form of polyamory. People call it open, open relationship, whatever. No, it's polyamory because he didn't care if his wife went out there and handled business as long as it came back to the family and there was power in that. Now we have Hakeem. What did Hakeem do? Hakeem slept with the same woman his daddy did. Very normal in European king and queen culture. Am I lying? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Okay, because there's always jealousy between the sons, the father, and he's the youngest. Now, mind you, Cookie represents a true, true queen because a true queen, she don't care about no peasant at all. She don't care about second wife, third wife, fourth wife. She's going to still do what she needs to do. No matter what. Cookie didn't care. She took that, that that bed. She did what she needed to do. The family sustained because of the mother, which lets you know that it is actually the female that is more powerful in the marriage than the male. We let y'all make the decisions and do whatever, whatever, but we have power of our own. 
we have to hold the families together. We have to rear the children. We have to go through our emotional issues and make sure people are cared for when they're sick. So at no time, even when they was beefing, right, Cookie still came to that man's bedside. And that's what I think a lot of black women are having a problem identifying with is the fact that polyamory is you putting your feelings aside and saying what's good for the greater good of the empire, the family. Polyamory is not about we just gay and we just, you know what I'm saying, we just going to, you know, bump up on each other. That's not polyamory. That's homosexuality, lesbianism, being gay, whatever, whatever, something completely different. Do you all agree? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, I think what I think what we need to get to, particularly if you bring it to right now to what's happening when you talk about the just let's just speak black black and brown communities, particularly black communities. Mm-hmm. When you think about what's happening in this Western world. The issue is not relationships. The issue is integrity and honesty, right? And not willing and to compromise your principles on what they are. So if you have if, if somebody's unknowingly in a poly situation, like Grant had to happen, I don't see that because the whole point of it is there's transparency, there's unity, mm-hmm. there's one voice, there's one goal, there's a message. If you don't have that, you have chaos. Say it again, there is one goal. That's the whole point of polyamory. You know, so if you don't have clear set, because if you don't have clear set goals and you don't have a structure, then you can't have assignments of duties. And if you can't have duties, you can't have responsibilities. You can't have responsibilities then you can't have achievement because no matter what you're getting, you don't even know what you've got. It's no different than having a business and you make $5 margin off something and you think you win it, but you could have made 650 Well, if you only made 5 when you could have made 650 then you lost. You didn't win, right? But until you can have a structure in place to know what's supposed to happen and put remedies in place when things don't happen. But the thing is we're so uh, – I would say disposable and immediate and instant right now, commitment, responsibility, those kind of things mm-hmm. we kind of shrek from and don't necessarily want to put the building block in. Everybody wants to finish house, but nobody wants to put the framework in, right? And and that's what happens when you move around without a cornerstone. So it, if you can't handle a poly relationship for the same reasons, you probably couldn't handle a monogamous one, right? Because no matter what Well, it is, now you know that Saladin said – Oh, yeah, there's definitely discipline because you have to, that's why I said, you have to be all things to not one person but now two or three and the children and everything else. Now, Saladin had made a comment that said that he would not in this society be able to be not the side ninja but the second husband or even the first husband and a woman had two. Would you be able to deal with a woman, in all honesty, in 2018, and she told you, look, I got this dude over here. I'm not leaving him, but I really like you. I'm falling in love with you, whatever, whatever. I want us all to come together as a family and this, this, and this. Not together in the bed, but just as a family. Would you be able to do that with? So for me, absolutely not. For dig this. I don't think it's wrong. For me, for, for me it's, it was a do what you got to say it's a no dog. But here's the kicker. I don't see anything wrong with that. If that's the unit that works for them, it's not, I, I equate everything back to science and mathematics. So you can look at all our different family structures, and you will find them in natural, the natural course of nature in the animal kingdom, right? So what you just described is a queen bee, right? You just described the different species that have a female hierarchy, right? The polyamorous relationship you speak of is no different than a lion with a pride of female lions. But even in that, or a right, real queen bee. Talk about providers, <laughs> but even with the lion, right, the lion itself, 
doesn't the male lion doesn't do any work. And it's just nope. funny. It's, it's a misnomer. All the male lion does is keep other ones away, right? So even in, mm-hmm. even in that patriarchal society, it's really a matriarchal society because the females have determined that for right now, this is the DNA we want to have. <laughs> this is the DNA mm-hmm. we want to continue this lineage. So we're going to go out there. And I have to protect we're gonna, her. We're going to bring it back. You just sit over there with the big mane looking good. Keep the mother ones from coming over here to humping us until one with a better bloodline beats you, and then now we're going to choose him. Right, mm-hmm. so it, even how people see it is still all wrong, and then you got a bunch. Of Wait, let me break something down to the ladies that's listening. So you see, ladies, they're supposed to fight over us. We're not supposed to fight over them. When you're chosen and you're the queen bee in your sure. own right, and let me talk to you about bees because you know I know well, about bees. About to get a hive at my house the whole night. Shit. All, all well, we, queen well, bees sleep with multiple men. That's I mean that's how she you know tries to hurry up and get pregnant and breeds and does whatever. When a worker bee comes in or a weaker species bee comes in, they suffocate them out, okay? If you are a queen bee, they have to protect you at all costs. So if you're in a situation, and what these gentlemen just told you is, is that the queen bee structure, and don't use this to let a man trick you into a threesome either, like, yeah, you the queen bee, you get this. No. If it's just about sex and he's coming at you about some bumping coochies and stuff like that, that's not polyamory. That's him just being nasty and wanting some nasty shit done. And it's not nasty if that's what you choose to do, but I just I don't find other women sexually attractive that I would want one in my bed. I know what you do with your stuff. So for me... The queen bee mentality only goes as far as I can tolerate the thought of other women. Or, if it, you know what I'm saying? Or like, okay, that's what you're doing? Oh, okay, well, cool. Well, the, what does that have to do with what we got going on over here? That's always my number one question on queen bee status. So although I'm not sleeping with other people, and if that person that I'm choosing to deal with, he chooses to sleep with another person, that's on you because you're sharing energy. But make no mistake, if I find somebody that treats me better or gives me 100% of what I want, you've now made yourself disposable because you couldn't conform with, with the idea of the empire. And you have to go because now you serve of no purpose. So I'll take my six-month hiatus. I'll, you know, do my, my cleansing rituals, and then I will move on. So what a lot of women don't understand is that we are the ones that are in power. And so this weak, docile woman that has been produced over the last 40 years, I don't understand her. Okay, I don't understand her. I grew up with the roses from Fences. You know, when Troy was coming in the house talking about he had a kid over here on 14th Street, you know what I'm saying, and she had to be the one to raise it because, again, that, that's another one. Y'all was so butthurt about the whole story from, from Fences, which actually took place in my grandparents' neighborhood in Pittsburgh. You could actually see my grandparents' house, the area they lived in, from where they filmed that at. That was a polyamorous situation. Rose yeah. knew, like, look, he's going to somebody else at night. Okay, now she died (laughs) miraculously, but then Rose took the responsibility to raise that seed. You know why? She didn't have a daughter. You see what I'm saying? So everything goes back. So everybody said that I couldn't be no Rose. I even said it. I ain't Rose. Me and Troy would have had to have a World Wrestling Federation match. Okay, but you you think about it too. What you say? You think about it too. Like in that era, and at her age, what was she gonna do? She wasn't going to get well, no I'm, I was getting to that. I was getting because, to that. Because, 
because the social services, that whole system was going through an overhaul at that time. And she was too old to be working in some of these, you know, undercover spots, you know what I mean, or trying to start, jump off her music career. She had some of that, you know, it's kind of like, well, you, what you going to work say, in? Well, and let's get to the even bigger thing. Back do? in those days, it was actually embarrassing if a man's wife had to work. Back in the 50s and 60s, if you couldn't take care of your family, and even up until my father's days, that really killed my father. Like, your, your wife works? What? You don't make <laughs> enough money to support your family? It was embarrassing for a man not to take care of his seed yeah. and his wife. I don't care how much money he was making. I don't care where they was living. Okay? So you have that dynamic that says, you know, so Rose, everybody was so upset about Rose, but it's like, yo, I'm going to be honest with you. Some of y'all grandparents that y'all praise these relationships, my grandparents was married 60 years. Bruh, if your grandmother could read better, she wouldn't have been married to your granddaddy for 60 years, I promise. If your grandmother knew how to drive a car, she wouldn't have been married to your granddaddy for 60 years. If your grandmother could get a job or had a skill besides breeding and having children, she wouldn't have stayed with your granddaddy. You see what I'm saying? If your grandmother wasn't from Alabama and had been transplanted up north, she wouldn't have been with your granddaddy 60 years. And that's, what I think, a painful truth that a lot of us have to deal with. That's not love. That was called, I'm going to get through this because this is part of my, my, my empire. This is part of my survival. This is my bloodline. So, what do you so think, Wood? Right. So let me just say this. Let's be clear. Well, let's, you know, I write about love and romance and whatnot, but let's be, let's be very clear. Marriage has shit to do with love. That is something that people Absolutely. like me in marketing and advertising have written to make it palatable to do, and governments and societies have pushed this upon you so you don't really understand the real reasoning for it. It is what it is. It is a social contract for two parties or more to come together to generate wealth and security. And Absolutely. more importantly, to be able contributing men contributing members to a greater to a greater pool or a greater good for a different hierarchy. But at the end of the day, that's all it is. So, when it's, even when you think through the people who who go through these things, so let me let me walk this back for a second. The even when you boil down all the issues we come into, you mentioned about men the women, men fighting for the woman. Let's be clear. At the end of the day, it comes down to choice. So if you chose poorly and you chose a fuck nigga, that's what you got. Right, because a lot of times the red flags, everything you needed to see it, and then you have to be evaluated. But we let our all of us, particularly females, that our emotions and happy feelings and chemistry and societal pressures keep us from cutting bait. What you don't see in nature is when somebody gets caught lacking, they don't make it past the spring. <laughs> that no. line is left left that line left in the Serengeti for the for the scavengers to come eat. Right? You have to constantly be adding value. You have to constantly be part of a unit. And one of the reasons it works for them is because they drive off of instinct. So they just do what's naturally instinctive, which fits into the order of things. And we get so caught up in our thoughts, which is what makes us special, but we forget about the order of things and how they should happen. So not going into a relationship, and I've did it before, not knowing this is what, this is what I need, this is what's delivered, and here's this what's going to be the outcome. And this is how we're going to achieve this together. Can we work together? You dig? Do, can we do our conflict resolution styles the same? What What are your options mm-hmm. no-go? So if a situation comes up where a baby that came out of nowhere, that was, to my man's point, that was a much decision that, that was forced upon her. It wasn't that she didn't have no choice, relatively speaking, right? Because that upends everything. You're just going to have to take this. 
But it's one thing when a situation happens and somebody suffers through it, and it's another thing when a situation happens and you got a partner saying, this is how we're going to do it because we're not about to let this mess anything up. And, or more importantly, this is how we're going to turn this into a win. And when you mention, like, the elder European societies, even African societies, with the different matriarchies and, and patriarchies, et cetera, that's why marriages and all that, those were all, even now, they're all business arrangements. None of that shit is for love. Absolutely. That is, we're going to keep these bloodlines, and you got some shit over here, I got some shit over here, and we're going to both lose if we if we fight and go into war. So let's blend all this together so we can continue the world together and keep our status above everybody else because we can do better together, which is ultimately what it Now, what Saladin, it who do you anyway. think... Um, Saladin, as a as a queen reigning, who do you think had the toughest, like, thickest regime that just who do you think kept their bloodline intact the longest? Because I think a lot of people say things about that queenship, but they don't really know. Like Saladin and I literally go back to the twelve, thirteen hundreds, like bloodlines, the Tudors, Elizabeth, like you know what I'm saying? The the um the Borgias, that whole situation. And so when you start to watch people, there was even a situation that I had to bring up and I know it sounded crazy, but it was a situation between Cesare Borgia and um his sister. Lucretia and they were like oh it was an incestuous relationship and I'm like I don't think that y'all are understanding yes they were brother and sister it's wrong it's disgusting however if you're Cesare Borgia and your father is the Pope and you're Lucretia Borgia and your father is the Pope who was y'all sleeping with who mm-hmm. it boiled back to we the only people that we could really fuck with <laughs> is each other because everyone else is substandard and although it was very disgusting, the mentality of it when you are a writer would, you know, is you're like, okay, I get it. It's disgusting, but I get why y'all was attracted to each other because you weren't allowed to be around anybody else because they wasn't even worthy. You see what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. we have to get to a place where we stop trying to put marriage on everybody because marriage is not a badge of honor. It is an honor if you have this man that just loves you so much and this, this, and this. And people have asked me all the time, like, are you going to get remarried? I said, if I do, I said, that will be my partner, meaning in all things, sex, business, everything. He has to be literally the, the, the 50% that I need or the 100% person to, my, to add so that we can have this separate entity over here. If he can't do that, I don't want to get married because you have to sign a prenup. Forget if I'm going to sign one, sure, let's, let's print it out, let's take it to the lawyers. But you got to sign one too. And so what a lot of people also don't understand is that when you have money and you have power, oh, you ain't dating for 20 years before you get married. You're just going to get married because that's what you do. Oh, we got money, we good. So, Saladin, which queen do you think held her castle together the best? Um, I mean, if you're looking at it like more – in terms of like uh, contemporary, you got to look at Queen Elizabeth because she's been sitting on that throne for at least a couple generations now. You know what I'm saying? And you're talking about Elizabeth in London right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whose direct bloodline, I don't think people understand, goes back to Elizabeth Tudor time. Like, Mm -hmm. they don't, Mm -hmm. people don't understand the importance of that monarchy, but go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely her. 
definitely her. Now, do you agree what she did when the Princess Diana situation happened? Um, I think that for her to be able to reign that long, there's certain protocols and social norms that she has to basically go according to in order Adhere to make Adhere to, absolutely. So she, just like she wasn't allowed to show any emotion or anything because of that type of incident. She can't publicly show that because that becomes a yeah. part of her Achilles heel. You know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of like her weakness. for you to be in a position like that. There's a lot that comes along with now, that. And I think, do you think that, um, and let's all be clear on something else. So the Meghan Markle issue, which is everyone's calling her the new black princess, which technically what people don't really understand is that uh, the other brother would have to die. Charles would have to die because he'll never be king. But Charles would have to die, that brother, and then Harry would take reign. Now, we see, and I believe it was the Borgias, that that actually happened. There were like three deaths that caused the, no, it was the Tudors, the one young Tudor, uh, Henry, to become king. And so that's why people are saying, well, she won't get to be the queen, or and technically she's not a princess because it's the eldest son's wife, the duchess, that will technically be the princess. And I think that that's where black people, like, we talk about these kings and queens in Africa and stuff like that, and I'm like, we really haven't done our research because she can't be queen unless, like, three motherfuckers die. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and then, even in death, when Charles got remarried, Camilla, who was the mistress, could not be named Princess Nothing. I don't even think she was the Duchess of anything. I think she just was like the bitch of York or some shit. Like, there was like, yeah, that's the bitch of York. But I think that, um, oh, and I wanted to be clear on something else. Black women have been all up and through the queendom for centuries. So why people are acting like this is the first time that a black woman has been up in Buckingham Palace or in any of the palaces, I don't know. It's the first time it's happened publicly, but let's be clear, they've always liked the brown sugar. It's a fact. It's just that because of the lineage and because of the name, okay, they couldn't, they weren't allowed to do that. Now, technically, she's not British. She's from Compton. She's you know, whatever. However, she is American royalty. That's very different now. You have to be liberal, right? If you're Queen Elizabeth, you have to say, okay, this ain't no just regular-ass black girl from, you know what I mean, Highland Avenue or from Fifth Ward. You know what I'm saying? This is somebody that's on television. She, And that was the other thing. She was already married. So I think that that relationship is going to be interesting to watch because they actually really love each other. You can tell they like each other. Charles and Diana didn't like each other. And I think that that's the tragedy in marriage. People are marrying people that they really don't like every single day just to have the wedding. There's a difference between having the wedding and having the marriage. Now, would I asked you what your dating situation was or did I not? Because I'm going to ask Saladin in a minute. So you did, you did, and that's part of I think when the universe cut the call off. But so this is this is where um, this is how this is how the ladies want to know. It's simple, what? They and now they all want to know, and this is the answer. Regardless of my circumstances, I am well fucking taken care of. Period. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether I am monogamous. It doesn't matter if I'm single. It doesn't matter whether I have more than one woman. Whatever what they need to know is that I am well taken care of, and to even 
potentially get an opportunity, you'd have to do better than that. And I'm well. You know what I find is funny. Because we're all social media titans, isn't that what we all have to say? (laughs) Saladin, are you in a relationship right now? Are you courting? Yeah. People want to know. You are. Yeah, right now. That's amazing. Do I know her? Hello. 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 Hi. Yes. (laughs) That's not my niece, is it? No. No. Okay. No. So she already is well aware of our relationship. Oh yeah, yeah. She hasn't met you yet. Okay. I I know. (laughs) Look, you think I'm dumb. (laughs) I know. But anyways, what I'm saying is that I think that it's I will. So Salvini, you excluded from this part of the conversation. So I think to go with what Wood said, because we're on social media and we're doing this and we're doing that, people think that they're close to you and they think that it's okay to just DM you, hey sis, what's up? I'm not your fucking sister, but okay, hi. You know what I mean? Or they get inappropriate. Now, I haven't had very many inappropriate DMs or emails because, you know, I got three emails they can email. And I think that that was an issue in some of my relationships is that people have access to me that I don't care about at all. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it looks very inviting, like, oh, look, you have this many messages or this many people, Mm -hmm. but it looks like they have access to me, but they really don't. Don't you find that an Mm -hmm. issue, Wood, having to explain that to somebody that's not – an online entrepreneur? So I do. I mean, uh, the the last super serious situation I was with, she was a public figure and all that kind of jazz. She knew what time it was. Like, you know, her shit was crazy. However, a portion of what Yeah, I she was beautiful. Protected. But since I put so much of who I am out in the digital space, the very, very important things to me, the real relationship, the Chris things, I keep those analog, right? Uh, but at the same right. time, that helps me keep, that helps me divide a line. Like I think you saw some of my posts. Like every airport recently, I'm running into one of my fans or something. So I, I want to be inviting. I want to be open. I want them to have that peace. We now, have to, we have to be. I, yeah. Now I don't get me wrong. There's several women who have been fantastic. That if I had a, been in a different line of work or doing something different, it could have worked out crazy. I mean, there are people who would feel some kind of way about comments. Like, you know, oh, my God, if the women want to do this to you and that to you, what's the point? And you don't want us in bed every night. Which right, right, because they take but, those, exactly, and they take those comments so serious, like, oh, you don't know him? No, I don't know him. He can't say beautiful or put the heart eye emoji in without yeah. you having a, a issue. Like, I don't even mm. know this person. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so a lesson I learned the hard way is when somebody tells me something like that previously just because I'm a – I'm aggressive, you know, I'm like, that's not what it is. And I would go to show them how that's not the fact. Like, you good. You with me, you with me. It's wonderful. But the minute somebody has that challenge, who am I to keep them from living their insecure truth? So let me let you go there over there somewhere else. We just, we just not, we don't your have insecure truth. <laughs> we just don't have clarity. Yeah. I'm going to let you hold that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to make you better. If that's gonna make, so fucking with me is going to make you feel less. Make you feel threatened, make you feel worse. <laughs> the type of woman that is for me, she bars none and face. I was getting to that. So turned on by it. She loves. She wants me to be wanted. She wants me to be desired. It does something for her. Now, in respect, in respecting that, then I would have an obligation to make sure that even as I'm 
doing my thing that there's a modicum yeah, you have of respect, to respect for my relationship, right? And, and, so, and so she knows she ain't got nothing to worry about. But I, what I don't, I refuse to pay the dividends on somebody's past, past, you know, past relationship investments. I just won't do it. So if you coming in loaded with triggers, like we all had, because you didn't got clowned or, you know, used the yeah, you got embarrassed, seven yeah. dudes you've been with, then I'm a, I'm a, I'm, that's a self-fulfilling prophecy for you. So I'm going to leave you to go get that self-fulfilled. Right, I'm gonna I'm be over here. Now, Saladin, let me ask you this because I asked Wood this. Um, mm-hmm. What was I getting ready to say? Um, do you have any questions you want to ask me? Mm-mm. Y'all, the only two people that I ever got on my show and was able to interview me, nobody interviews me. <laughs> I'd be like, what? Did you ask me something? This is my show. I'm not answering that shit. I'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say, like, the same thing that Will was talking about, having those different challenges with meeting people that have those insecurities. A lot of times that's because they have not really found their purpose in life and there's no sense of security mm-hmm. that comes along with that. And and I was having those challenges for a long time. You know, I mean, Yes, you in, were. Yes, you was. You know what I mean? But it's like. You know, I see them motherfuckers. I'll be like, if you don't get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But, now um, let me it, ask you this. Uh huh. If y'all both know me, because y'all are one of the very few men that know me, right? Because according to mm-hmm. you know certain people that don't know me, oh, I hate men or I hate women, and I'm this, I'm that. Mm-hmm. What would y'all tell me I needed to do in 2018 to make sure that my relationships going forward were healthy and happy? Since y'all both know me, y'all know the energy that I carry. What kind of man is going to be able to handle that shit? Y'all see what the hell I've been going through or have gone through. You know what I'm saying? What the hell am I supposed to do? Like, dead ass. You be be, um, giving people a chance that don't deserve a chance and shit. Mm. I agree with that. I've had a lot of people say that. I waste energy. You know what I mean? Like, you be taking pity on people and shit. Like, uh, I just want to show them the world. And I'd be like, yo. If they wanted to see the world, they'll already be going looking for that motherfucker. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because here's the thing. It's like sometimes if you feed a person long enough, even if you are taking them from a state of complete starvation, when they get enough power to stand up on them, they'll turn around and bite your back out after eating everything that you just fed them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know I already know that. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's a dude and you're showing them certain stuff – Sometimes they are resented just because you're showing them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and because even if you're showing them something and teaching them something, they may grow, but you're still growing exponentially, though. So even if they get to a certain level of exposure and experience now, you've been gone. you on some whole other shit. So they're always going to feel yeah. inadequate. You know what I'm saying? you already you got to deal with somebody that already has a sense of adequacy. Okay. Let me, let me. Let me dovetail that. Is he an astronaut? Like, look, what what I'm going to do? You know what I'm saying? Because we tried the business, man. You know, I was married to an athlete. We tried the intellectual, and that turned into them clamming up when it came time. You know, I had an eight-year relationship with somebody that was a CIO of a company, one in, you know, six black ones in the the country. It's just what you think, Will? Who's going to do it? So walk it back, number one, there is no type. 
per se. That, that when we got this I agree. before, I was I was about to hit you with a gem. This Woodlaw I've been working on, I haven't finished yet. But here's the deal: you can change a motherfucker's circumstances, but you cannot change their mentality. So to get it down yeah. to the least common denominator, it means someone whose mentality is is in line with yours, regardless of what the circumstances and regardless of what it looks like. Your cho- the choice, and then being able to cut cut bait and stop throwing good money out the bat, so to speak. So that that passion, oh, yeah. that fire, to learn how to extinguish the oxygen on that shit and cut them off. Now, here's the other issue. How do we combat the jealousy? Because, Wood, you know, we was down there in Houston. Now, we pulling up, hopping out the hottest, flyest, you know, Celine, we've been in, in Cali, walking in rooms, actors coming, you know, whatever. How do you combat the jealousy? Because they're all drawn to the energy. That's the first thing any man going to tell you. They probably won't even tell you they remember what I look like. They'd be like, no, I, I felt her yeah. energy from across the room. If I'm with my dude, and I would love to be in a relationship where I'm like, babe, we're going to Iceland because I got a speaking engagement there. We're going down there to see wood. I would love to be able for y'all to splow each other up and not have him give you the side eye. And that's a concern of mine because it's like if you can't be cool with my guy friends and they really are just my friends, no funny stuff, no nothing, then how are we going to get through, you know, if we end up going going to the Grammys. How are we going to get through an American Music Awards? How are we going to get through a Nobel Peace Prize ceremony? How are we going to get through any type of situation where I'm winning an award or I'm going to present an award or I'm going to do a show or I'm going to do anything that's going to net me some money? This ain't making you no money. I don't need to show you the money right now to show you that the money is there. So that there is value in each appearance that I make in every state, everywhere I go. So it's like, how do we get past the jealousy? What type, I, This is like some Transformers, you know, what's the dude named Voltron type shit. <laughs> We're so looking for Voltron say, right now. <laughs> so first of all, right, I rarely come into contact with that, period. And you and I had the same kind of vibe, same kind of everything going on. And I rarely went into that. Personally, but here's the here's the kicker, right? That think about it like fine art. You have somebody that's gonna go through hell and high water to get this piece of fine art, whether they gotta pay for it, pay somebody to steal it, whatever, and they're gonna lock it up and put it in a room where only they can see it. This masterpiece. And that's and a tragedy others, for me. And then you have others who will see this piece of art that is so amazing that they've spent ungodly sums on and they donate it or loan it to a museum because everybody should be able to appreciate it's beauty and be inspired by it. So you fucking with collectors who want to put you up versus with people who see the brightness and want to, and want to move obstacles out the way so it can shine. And that's what I feel like. I feel like the little that, baby doll, they'd be like, oh, she's cute. I'm going to play with her for like three days. I'm going to put her back on the shelf. I'm going to let everybody see her, but they can't touch her. They can't get close to her. No, they want a jack in the box. Yeah, I would use this as a I would use this as a living. So, Dean, tell him what the jack-in-the-box is. We came up with that term some years ago. <laughs> yeah. They want to put you up. They want to claim you as their own and control you and put you in a box and wind you up when they want to see you. They want a jack-in-the-box. Yeah, that's a fact. And it happens all too often, right? So, what, you know, when you I, I say when you think through this, right? Anybody talking to you for five minutes knows you have things popping. So, the guy that that the guy that probably would be a better candidate 
is the one who's proactively like, well, D, why you not doing this? Why don't you do that? Well, shouldn't you be over here? Well, yo, I didn't make the phone calls. I ain't got on the internet. I don't know really shit about what you're doing, but this makes sense to me. The one who's just not trying to help you, not saying, oh, it's great and being associated with it, that is proactively making moves and making steps to trying to help build and better the situation without necessarily getting anything out of it. That's the one that's going to want to yeah. shine or put it out there versus put it up. So, I mean, it's like this. I don't – anytime I, I, I deal with a chick and she make, she's making some kind of slick comment about my angel, she fired. Well, fine. you know what they always like to do, yo little show, yo little T-shirt line. Everything is little. No, bitch, it's obviously it's big, and you know that. You know my life lit. That's why you got to downplay everything I do because it doesn't – and the thing is, is I've dealt with very successful men. I just don't understand well, why when you. it comes to me – Getting dropped in a room, that's what I do. I light up. I'm like a Christmas tree. I, you know, I'm inviting. Come, hi, talk to me, you know. I'm talking to people. I'm networking. Networking yields money. And so for somebody that's with a certain business model or somebody that's a CIO that sits behind a computer all day, they're not understanding human interaction. I'm no, not the type that, of person that could date online either because I can't feel your energy online. Hmm? I disagree. It has nothing to do with them not understanding him and to action. It has nothing to do with any of that. What, what it comes it? down to is what I said earlier. You can't change your motherfucker's mentality. You are trying to link up with people who are not yoked with you to begin with. You choose importantly. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't even get that close. Because they're, they're showing it what all What you to think, Saladin? Saladin, what you think? Saladin ain't listening to me. Uh, um, but he said it. Right? I agree. He said it. Ain't no more builder booze. Ain't no more builder booze. People think if somebody works six figures. Seven he figures, said ain't no more builder booze. <laughs> ain't no more builder booze. Shit is dead, yo. Mm-hmm. Dead. Ain't no builder booze. You got to be a whole human being before you come over here. Mm-hmm. And check this out. It's nothing wrong with somebody that wants to have a jack-in-the-box situation. That's cool. Ain't nothing wrong with that. They should have had a chick that. But I gotta co-sign that, and I don't. Right. Yeah. So so the issue is, you know, I mean, you you are a natural fighter. You are a natural adversarial. So you will fight against or for. So you get into these relationships where fighting is involved, where you gotta fight against or for something because you get a thrill out of it. But you end up ultimately fighting against yourself and your ultimate happiness. Yeah. And here's here's one of the things too that naturally comes along with us being public figures is people have an opportunity to get a good look at us before we even know who they are, and they may have been yes, doing research yes. on us. They may they may have been doing research on us hardcore Years. for decades, for decades. Years. You know what I'm saying? And then somewhere down the line, figure out a way to meet us, and it's like. Our concept of time is a lot different when it comes to even meeting people because it's like, damn, we got so much stuff out there. I don't even know to what extent you've been exposed to me and what I chose to share publicly. So, mm-hmm. you know, it may be a person that's not even on social media like that or they're on their limited, you know, in the limited capacity. But it's like it takes a lot longer to even get to know them. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to them, Yo, so like somebody, it's a disadvantage. It's a diff- disadvantage because yeah. they know what they want. You know what I'm saying? But it's like we don't know if there's someone that we would want in our life. 
Yo, I had somebody come up to me, Saladin, talking about, I didn't know you was a poet. I said, what? Because, you know, I haven't spent no poetry in some time. I said, what you mean? He was like, yeah, I seen your YouTube. You know, I seen your little thing on the YouTube for Verses and Flow because we had done an audition tape to go on Verses and Flow with Omari Howard. This is before he was ghost. Yo, that freaked me out so goddamn bad because it's like, how did you find that? Because it's not on my page. I don't really talk about, you know what I'm saying, certain things. Like, that's what I'm saying is like, you know, or you have people be like, yo, I listen to your show. Or they'll come up to me at work and they'll be like, I listen to your show. Okay, that's weird because I never told you I had one, but okay. You know what I mean? So people are definitely talking. We're definitely getting, you know, and I also like the dichotomy of our relationship because people I don't think have ever seen a man-female relationship that was not sexual. And they just can't believe it because all parties are attractive. All parties are clearly, you know, heterosexual, whatever, whatever. So I like doing shows like this with you guys because it lets people know that, like, you know, even if whatever you thought you thought, that's your own sick mind because that's how you would go. I value these men more you know, as my friends than to try to cheapen the relationship by being like, you know, throwing on a Luke song and, and popping it, you know, in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that if I call Wood and say, yo, I want to get my Zero Fucks merchandise and some goodie bags at the NFL for the uh, Super Bowl, Wood can do that. I just did a show where I said if I called Saladin and was like, yo, I need to meet the Prime Minister of South Africa because I got to get a message to his daughter, he'll be like, all right, give me like, two days, and I'm going a, to I'm a, I'm a, um, set up an email. We are doers. We're not the fin-to-doers. We're all doers. Just like if y'all call me and be like, yo, I need to get a hold of this young lady, or I need to get on this over here, and y'all know that I can make it happen, it's happening right now. Let's do it. What you need? You know, ain't none of this like, oh, you have to teach me how to act or teach me how to speak. I get along with other women and so on and so forth. So it's just I think that people look for drama where they see it in their own life and try to, you know, project it on us. And it's like, well, they all have to be sleeping together and this, this, and this. No, we really just value each other's friendships. And if you valued yourself a little bit more and maybe the people that you were around a little bit more as part of your team. Like, what did you say, Wood, earlier you said, he said, Saladin, that he started cutting people out the equation that were not powerful. Like, what do you contribute to this friendship or whatever? What is your power? What's your purpose? And I think that that's a valid question to ask. Hmm? Yeah. It's symbiotic. It's symbiotic or nothing. I don't care what the exchange is. Every everything has to add value, and I have to be in a position to add value. But let me say this because what you just said sparked a thought. The other thing is people like us who are public figures and who are movers and shakers and doers, we have a potential to see something and just make it happen. What we got to do is sit yeah. back and let, let them learn us and let them earn us, right? Because the perfect example. I was dealing with a chick who was a, I thought, and I thought it was going to be a thing. She's a public figure. She you know, said I thought it was going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, public figure has it popping. We wildly attracted to each other. We can chop business. There was clear synergies on how we could help and build she each was other. Right? So all those things were checked. Jealous, but it, it really it was less than jealousy, right? So jealousy is how it presented itself. But jealousy was really mm. a symptom. It wasn't the root cause. The root cause was she grew up broke, she had middle child syndrome, and she was an ugly duck. Oh, so she was just acting a fool. 
so she had a need to so she went the dude she had dated prior to me were you know high power cats but not on social media not moving around etc so she has a thing with sharing the spotlight so once that came out and it was cool that she was honest once we figured that it was never ever going to work because i'm coming with a, i come with a galaxy of suns you know what I mean? It's impossible. Your entire everybody you know is about to be trying to fuck with me some kind of way, and vice versa. So, <laughs> the old me would have pushed to make that happen because everything looked good, it felt right, the warm and fuzzy, and we believed in one another. But it was destined for failure had we pursued down that avenue. But now, are y'all able to conduct business though? Oh yeah, it's all good. It's all good now. That's, there it is, right? and that's what I want to know. Saladin, have you ran yeah. into that issue as well? He got me on mute. He trying to have cuddle time, and I'm over here trying to be serious on this very illustrious show that's heard all over the world. Saladin. Wait, hold the line. Uh, Yeah, I'm here. I had it on mute. I know you did. I said, do you find that you're able to spot check and identify not so much the frauds but a, a problem before it arises now? Because Will was just saying how, like, you know, he had this woman, she was in the same field doing, you know, handling business. And then when he realized, okay, she's a middle child, she's used to men that are, don't have a social media presence, but their bosses, this, this, and this, that once they realized the relationship wasn't going to work, they were able to utilize it in another way. Have you had to do that lately? No, I wouldn't say lately because I've been moving around so much. It's, it's kind of hard to hit a moving target. So I'll stand still too long to even – I was saying this earlier, like, I don't invest in ambivalent connections where I'm trying to figure out what somebody means and if they purpose or something like that is in line with mine. I don't invest time like that. I quantify my time and say, if I got 60 minutes, I know that I can write an article or to do some research or to do a radio show or record some music or to build with somebody. So if I choose to take my 60 minutes and spend it on you, you better be worth it. Exactly. No, but no, no. I'm not even doing that shit no more. I used to do that. Now I look at them like, yo, is this going to be valuable of my time? If I don't think that it is, I'm going to be at home doing some research or writing an article or something. I'm not wasting my time like that no more. You know what I'm saying? So it's like now. Well, let me get to that part. So y'all know that I have the seventh book coming out, and because I have a lot of stuff going on in my life, I can't speak on publicly, obviously. Um you know, that adds another chapter to the book. That adds, you know, more fuel to the fire. And so just like Wood was talking about earlier, he's ghostwriting as well. Um, I have two manuscripts I'm looking at. One is from Dr. Jermaine Blassine. You know, he's a Ph.D. He's out of Chicago. That's some work. Because Saladin and I work together on some projects. You know, we usually do two pro bonos, two free a year. And like I said, everybody got a story, but nobody want to write the book. So I have my book coming out now. When I write my book, Saladin will tell you, it's really a Nina Simone situation. Like, your girl ain't changing clothes for four to six days. I'm smoking black and mild, Cuban cigars, drinking Colt 45 out the 40 bottle. There is nothing classy about writer Denise. I'm in abandoned buildings, writing stuff, because I need for my energy not to ping off nothing, and it's a purge for me because I write nonfiction. I don't write really self-help or whatever. So for me, when that comes... I think that that's my spiritual cleansing. And then once I don't think I've ever dated somebody through writing a book 
because it's a horrible thing to watch. I mean, Saladin has come through and been like, did you sleep? Nah, fam. What's what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I look crazy, like some Animal Kingdom type beloved, like the girl from Beloved, like how she was like, B-E. That's how I was outside looking. Okay, with some flip-flops on and, like, some sparkly dress, just because that's what I wanted to wear that day, laying on the floor, crying, listening to music to evoke the demons. Because for me, I bleed on my pages. I don't bleed on my laptop. So I have not been fortunate enough to really have somebody love me through all of that because that is just, it's a very bad place. And so, you know, for me, like, now I get so selfish with, because my time management, time doesn't exist with me. So it's just kind of like if it doesn't get done today, it wasn't meant to get done today, but it'll get done on this day, whatever, whatever. But when I'm in a relationship, I'm all-consuming. So I always tell, especially women, we're not very good writers when we're in love. We're not. Chaos brings the truth. The truth brings better writing, and better writing brings more money. So... Sometimes I will go through the chaos just so y'all know. And Saladin be knowing what I be doing sometimes. He be looking like, you finished yet? You done? Is you finished or is you done? You know what I mean? Because I have to have that pain so that I can trigger those things that need to be triggered so that I can finish my masterpiece. So Saladin used to always tell me everything is material, meaning nobody, when you date a writer, you live forever. You become immortal. That's if we choose to talk about you. You see what I mean? So if I choose to, and this is to the people that think that I, you know, swear up and down, I talk about them on every show. If I'm choosing to talk about you, that means I'm choosing to keep you alive. It's much easier to just kill you off and just not talk about you at all. Your feelings hurt. I don't give a fuck. And everybody moves on in life, right? So you have a situation. We've lost Saladin. You have a situation where, you know, it's easier for me to just not talk about people and then just put it in a book because now I'm getting paid. Because what I'm in a place now where if you argue with me, I'm getting paid for that argument. <laughs> if you come on my social media acting a fool, I'm going to get paid for that because I'm going to go on my show that night and I'm going to talk about it. And I'm going to get paid. You didn't get paid for that argument, but I did. You feel what I'm saying? So now... You know, I'm in a place where my time is money, but just not in the same space that Saladin is in or that I'm in. You understand what I'm saying? So with that, my gentlemen, my two my two guy guys, my two guy friends, I am going to go ahead and leave the show. If you guys are not following Wood, he is at Viva Wood Life, and you can follow Saladin at Atlantis Build, A-T-L-A-N-T-I-S Build. And I definitely want to go take it back a little bit to the little bit of the Little Kim days because I like to have the men on the show because y'all swear up and down I don't have – prominent interpersonal relationships with men and yes women can have relationships with men and not sleep with them and not you know be wanting to jump their bones and things as such so on tonight's show we discuss polyamory we discuss what i needed to do we discuss what they were doing in 2018 and so i want to leave it with this little kim track the video imagery on this video was so amazing and the track is called took us a break and so sometimes when you're in these interpersonal relationships that start to be draining or they start to be a little bit bothersome it doesn't mean that the love is gone it just means that we need to take a break and if you find yourself feeling like you can't take a break don't ask for somebody to take a break just take the fucking break take the time apart because 
you know, although distance might make the heart grow fonder, absence lets you know who you want to be in your circle. And I'm going to say it again, just for anybody that was listening or anybody that might have had some type of thought, there is certain things in me, in my DNA, that will not allow me to cheat, that will not allow me to lie or steal, and that will not allow me to hurt people that I love or that I love. No matter what you have done to me, that doesn't mean that certain people deserve certain things. So what I will do is maybe I'll take a break from the situation and walk away, but what I don't do is I don't become a fuck girl just because you know what I'm saying? Somebody pissed me off on a Tuesday. That's not how this works here. So much love to everybody. Thank you to Wood, and thank you to Saladin for coming on the show. I'm going to leave you all with this little kiss.
will talk to you guys next week on yet another How to Truth Tuesday. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.